Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, with a special presentation, let's join the Trinity Choir.
people at all, you might not think that's so unusual. But yesterday, a group of educated men from the East came to this city searching for the Messiah and asking, Where is he who was born King of the Jews? For we saw his star in the East and have come to worship him. Well, they have caused no little stir. And in my opinion, it's not good for these rumors about the Messiah to get started. Everyone's hopes only rise to fall again. Herod heard about it and called a few of us to him and asked us to search our scriptures to ascertain the place where the King of the Jews would be born. That is why you find me here, studying the prophecies concerning the long-awaited promise. king is that he will come into this world in a curious manner. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. Now I am a man of faith, a believer in the word of God, but I wonder how can this be, born of a virgin? And if the girl is truly pure and has never known a man, who will believe her? The law states that a girl who is pregnant without being married is worthy of death. I wonder, is she afraid? Does she feel worthy to be the mother to this Son of God? She has a lot of courage to bear this child, and then to name him Emmanuel, God with us.
this be that God would choose a servant girl like me to bring the world along a waited word and I'll be the mother of God's son oh Lord my God how wonderful the word to make a world and satisfy man's heart I fail to comprehend it taken place and a virgin has conceived, I wonder if she will raise this boy king alone. Is there any man in Israel who would love her and believe that she is a virgin and that the child within her was put there by God himself? <laughs> he would need a lot of faith to believe her. He would need humility to stand by her and bear the scorn of those around them. He would need wisdom to raise this child. Is it too much to ask a man to be the father to the Son of God? Would you know my love for Mary? And you know the plans we've made. For to know she brings confuses me. And Lord, I am Understand just what you have in store, and how you chose a carpenter like me. Praise the Lord of Lords. Oh, I will love him, give me faith to trust your plan. I will love him, and my heart to understand. Oh, Lord, my God, how wonderful. 
Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. I was in Bethlehem myself not long ago. I was born there and went back to pay my taxes and be counted for the census. It's always been a mystery to me why Caesar keeps trying to count us. The word of God clearly states that we're going to be as numberless as the sand on the seashore. Anyway, I had ridden my mule from Jerusalem to Bethlehem. I was tired and hungry. When I arrived, the town was packed with loud, boisterous people. All I wanted was something to eat and a quiet place to sleep. I remember going to an inn and renting a room. Just as I was paying my money, a young couple came up behind me and asked for a room. The innkeeper turned them away. The husband protested, saying his wife was pregnant and needed a place to lie down. But they were too late. I walked on in, glad I had gotten there in time to get the last available room. Later that night, after I had eaten, 
I went to the stable to feed my mule. To my surprise, the couple who had been there, who were turned away by the innkeeper, and the woman had just given birth to a son. They were embarrassed by my intrusion, and I hurried to feed my mule and give them some privacy, when suddenly shepherds came bursting into the stable and nearly knocked me over. Before I could pick myself up and begin reviling them for their stupidity, they hurried over to the mother and child. Shy and awkward in their ways, the shepherds knelt before them. But it was obvious to me they'd had too much to drink when they proceeded to tell an amazing story of how an angel had just appeared to them and told them to come to Bethlehem and look for a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger.
Thank you. Please be seated. I started to ask the shepherds to leave the couple alone and tell their fantastic tale to the other drunkards in the inn. But the look on the faces of the mother and father stopped me. They were not offended by the presence of these men, and they listened intently. As I think back on it now, I realize they believed the story of these common sheep herders as they bowed before the baby boy and worshipped. Could this have been the King of the Jews, the Messiah, born in the humblest of places, surrounded only by lowly shepherds? a child will be born unto us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. As I read the prophecies and think back on all I saw that night in Bethlehem, my heart is filled with hope. Could it be that the child I saw in the stable that night was our Messiah. And did my eyes behold him on the very night he was born? My search has just begun. I must find out for myself. I will tell Herod that the king he seeks was born in Bethlehem, and I too will follow the wise men in search for the one whose star was seen in the heavens. Star of light. 
If only, if only I could believe. Seems like the proper, proper name for a Christmas message. You know, my, my wife the other day, uh, while shopping, uh, came across a, a picture in, uh, I think it was in Kirkland's, and uh, the picture was of Santa. And at the bottom of the picture, it said, believe. It seems like that's, that is one of the messages that, that we like to, that we like to talk about at, at Christmas time. Believe. If only I could believe. Have you ever thought, though, when it comes to your faith, that you're Christian? What happens if you don't believe? See, there's, there's a lot more to think about when we talk about not believing, when we talk about our faith. When we look at a story like, like what we have, or what we're witnessing today, a story of, of great magnitude, a story that is that is just a, a remarkable story. I, honestly, can you imagine as we as we look at what happened on on a night when when Mary was approached by Gabriel, this this angel, this magnificent angel. It's a remarkable story. It's absolutely remarkable. Let me read the scripture account of of what you've seen. And that's in, in Luke chapter 
1, starting in verse 26, where it says this. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great, and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and is now in her sixth month for her to be called, for who was called barren. And this next verse is so important. For with God, nothing will be impossible. And then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. What a magnificent story. What a beautiful story that, that to have the angel Gabriel come to, to Mary, such an imposing figure as, as he was, to be able to come before her and, first of all, not have her pass out from the fright. But, you know, when we look back at, at Gabriel, when God had a message that needed to get out, when there was a message that of, of great importance, and believe me, this message that he was sending with Gabriel this day was a message that would change, that would change the world. But he would send Gabriel. And Gabriel would appear before Mary. And it's not, it's not the first time. If you remember last week, I was talking about Zechariah. And in that temple, when he was in doing his duties, uh, lighting the incense on, that, on, the, uh, uh, on the altar, and off to the left was Gabriel. Gabriel brought him the message that there would be, that his wife, who was called barren, would would bring forth a son, and his name would be John. And he would lead the way, that he would lead the path for this one that was to come, Jesus. It's an important message also. And he also, if you want to look back into the Old Testament, he also appeared to, to Daniel um, to interpret a vision. And it says in the book of Daniel that, that Daniel heard this voice to come from the river Uli, and it said to Gabriel, Gabriel, make this man understand this vision. Important, an important vision. If only I could believe. Really. What happens if you don't believe? What happens then? You see, many Christians will, will say, oh, it really doesn't matter whether the story is, is true or not. It's, it's just, it's the message. It's a good message. Remember, when Dan Brown wrote that, that book, um, The Uproar That It Caused, 
and the book's name was was the Da Vinci Code. Do you do you remember when that was written back a few years ago? And and in the book, it, it he said Jesus didn't die on the cross, but that Jesus lived. And and after that, Jesus married Mary Magdalene, and they moved off to France, and they had kids and. And, you know, and it's an amazing thing, a book that has withstood 2,000 years, people have a tough time believing, but you get some joker who writes a book and everybody believes it. Go figure who, who we are as, as humans. But the thing is, and, and, and it wasn't that I expect the secular world to believe or not to believe Dan Brown's book, but the problem is as Christians... And it was Christ, I had a Christian come up to me and say, oh, what difference does it make? What difference does it make? Well, folks, let me tell you something. If Jesus Christ did not die on the cross, <laughs> we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time. And worse than that, we are hopelessly lost in our sin with no way back to the Father if Jesus did not die on the cross. If he didn't shed his blood for the forgiveness of my sins and your sins, we are hopelessly lost. You see, folks, it's not just a story. It's what is true. It is what is true. And that Christians believe it is so important. You see, was Jesus Christ born of a virgin? You better believe he was. He was. And if he was not, he's just a man. He's just a man. You see, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was not just a man. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the Son of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Folks, the world would like you to believe that the story that you're hearing today is nothing more than a story. And there's a lot of Christians today that are falling for that. And they're, and they're saying, well, what, what difference does it make? It's... It's just a story. Folks, don't let the world tell you different. Don't let them convince you that what this book holds is just a worthless bunch of stories. What this book holds is truth, the absolute truth, the Word of God. Don't let them take away what you know you know in your heart is true. Believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Amen.
Who are you, little one? Magi from the east bring you gifts of gold for a king, frankincense for God, and myrrh for mortal man. Are you a king? Are you God in the flesh? These men from the east believe that you are. They believe that the light of a star has brought them to the light of the world. Oh, if you are our long-awaited promise, then prophecies also speak of a time when you will be pierced through for our transgression. You will be crushed for our iniquities. You will bear our griefs and sorrows, be smitten of God and afflicted. Oh, but if you are our long-awaited promise, then magi and shepherds will no longer bow and worship. Men will turn from you and hide their faces. Oh, but my heart beats with new hope. Has our search for the Messiah finally came to an end? I will wait and watch. And if the prophecies are true, and you are the one, then this day in history, when God became man, will be remembered and celebrated for all time. Oh, hallelujah! Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.